What's up, everybody? Hello and welcome to episode number 162 of the VK Bros with Jason and Alex Von Cannell. Full disclosure, today might be a bit of a slightly shorter episode than normal. Uh, life got in the in the way a little bit. Uh, I actually had to do some work today and I'm wrecked. I just got home. I had a shower, so I'm freshly dried. I don't actually have any pants on too. That's how quick I was trying to get on here. Uh, and I got a little bit of like heat exhaustion yesterday. So if at any point in the show, I just start like buffering like Mitch McConnell did at the podium. <laughs> you McConnelling. Yeah, maybe call the ambulance. <laughs> yeah. How you going, Alex? I'm good. I'm good. I'm actually pretty excited. Uh, excited because I had an exciting week this week. Mm-hmm. And it sucks that I can't talk more about it. It does suck. It will all come out eventually, but basically one of my products, we're in phase one of testing. Yep. One of my, one of my uh, tech companies. And it's been heaps of fun. It's really exciting to see something. I've spent a fortune mm-hmm. like to get to this stage. And it was just really cool. This is the first time I've had any, something tangible mm-hmm. in our hands to, to play with. So phase one is basically done. Now we have to critique like all the... Um, we have to critique this version of it. And then we send back a report. And they're working on phase two now. Mm-hmm. And then they'll incorporate the amendments to phase one into the end of phase two. And then we've got like a third phase after that and we, sh- we should be done. Yep. And I'll, I'll talk about it when it's when it's ready, but it's very exciting. Uh, like I've said on the show before, it's daunting because it's very hard to speak to anyone about something that not many people I know have done something like this. Mm. Yeah. So, but at the same time, it's really exhilarating. It's yeah, exciting. It's awesome. And it is awesome to see it. Like it's getting closer to, to lift off, you know, like yeah. that's really cool. I know how much work you've been putting in it. I mean, the listeners will know how long you've been speaking about this. Like this yeah. has been going for a, a long, long time. So yeah, it's, it is just awesome to see you getting closer and closer to the end. Mm. Very cool. Uh, I, do you want to talk about what we're going to talk about today? And then I can start off with what I want to talk about now. Well, we only had a few real subjects that we wanted to quickly cover today. One is obviously the economy, since that's the Mm. thing that is really affecting most people. Uh, And I'm sure that will involve a little bit of political discussion, which will actually segue us into our our second story, which is about uh, the transparency or lack thereof of our current Labor Labor government and compared to the platform that they wrote into the election on, which was all about transparency and accountability. So... Yeah, if you want to kick it off for us, Alex, about the economy. So we've spoken here that about how I think that the economy is definitely going to have a massive readjustment towards the end of the year. But I was, I was feeling like I was banging my head up against the wall because all the signs that we were being shown were showing the opposite of that. You know, uh, the Reserve Bank of Australia kept the cash rate at 4.1% mm-hmm. this Tuesday just gone which is surprising to me. I thought Philip Lowe, and I think I said on the last show, I thought Philip Lowe would take one for the team, jack it up. Yeah, because that was his last meeting before his retirement. Yeah. Now, everyone's saying that the inflation rate was down to like 4.6%, which the only thing I can think of, I was thinking about this figure, the only thing I can think of is I wonder where they index, is that 4.6 above last year? Honestly, I think it might be 4.6 per month. Yeah, it, I mean, that's what it feels like. Yeah. Uh, anyone I ask, I'm like, well, how much are you paying um, 
are you paying 4% more for stuff? And they're like, no, I'm paying way more. Yeah, well, just, I mean, even just to give a brief example of it, one of the things that we started buying three years ago was tins of baby formula when Nate was born. And the the stage one, like the level one formula is the most expensive because you use the least amount of it. And when we were buying them, it th- so three years ago, those were like $22 a tin. They're now $38 a tin. That's almost double. Yeah. That ain't like 4.6%, well, you know? There's some houses that have doubled in that time. Yeah, like this I, is how this is how crazy it is. I had a, I had a lady, sorry to cut you off. Um, uh, a lady from our kindy who she's just moved back to our area. Her and her husband left here. It like literally sold their house in January 2020, so just before COVID kicked off. They sold it for 600 grand. They've just had to spend just under a million to buy back in in the same area three years later. Yeah, it, it, it's madness. It's mm. madness. It's madness. Uh, VFAX came out, so that's the like vehicle Australian vehicle. Uh, reports mm-hmm. biggest month on record ever 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 recorded in for, for unit sales for unit sales wow unit sales. now oh and profitability too i spoke to someone who knows someone very very high up in one of the like not a dealer group he like owns the dealer groups right and he's been in it forever and his words were i've never made more money in cars before in my entire life mm. I always try to get like a temperature check around new cars to see like how many people are pulling out of deals. Yeah, yeah. Very few, very yeah, few. And now like, you know, last week they spent all this time on the news talking about, I oh, know, we've seen the top of interest rates, you know, that's brought back the confidence. We've had basically every company's earnings reports exceed expectations in some yeah. cases records. So. Yeah. To me, that's still, although it sounds great, that to me still reeks of a bubble. Yeah, well, I think if it, yeah, in normal times, I totally agree with you, but I know that so much of the, like, inflation we're experiencing is just corporate profiteering. So is that the bubble that bursts first? Like when... No, but they're both the same thing. So corporations can profit if the people are willing to just pay for it. Yeah. So some of the markers I use, there's there's someone I follow on X, uh, which is Unusual Whales. Mm -hmm. And what I try to do is I try to get... America is obviously our overlord. Yep, big brother. And we follow follow them. So our economy is usually about six months behind theirs. Right. So there's just a whole bunch of stuff that they put out in the last couple of days that I wanted to read out. Mm -hmm. So breaking the Mortgage Bankers Association Index of Home Purchase Applications decreased 2.1% to 141.9%, the lowest level since 1995. Yep. Okay, so that's the amount of people that are willing to, uh, that are applying, Mm -hmm. right, for loans. The median sale price of a home in the U.S. is now 560% of the median household income. Now, I was thinking back. In 08, it was about the same. It was about 500 from memory. Okay. Okay. um, uh, China. Okay, so this is another big um, data point that I look at. Mm -hmm. China was set to exceed at the rate of of their economy, the, the rate that their economy was increasing by, they, they, everyone thought it was going to overtake the US. Yep. We're now trying out of steam. You've had the uh, multiple property companies fall over. So China is no longer set to eclipse the US as the world's biggest economies. Um, Bloomberg expects this to happen briefly until the mid-2040s and fall back behind the US. Last yeah, because week, China's China- got massive population issues. 
Mm-hmm. I think which we won't see for a while. We yeah, but before. I think I saw a stat the other day where it's something like there's like one. Uh, I think there's 22 million more men in China, or or it might have been even like one one female to 22 million men or something ridiculous like that. Well, I remember reading something probably 10 years ago talking about how only one in 12 Chinese men would ever have sex with a girl. Yeah, okay. Yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, last week, China uh, cut tax on stock trading for the first time since 2008 to boost market confidence. Yep. US home prices uh, are set to increase more than 6% year on year. Uh, US existing home sales fell 17% over the last year, the 23rd consecutive year on year decline. Wow. So, uh, although there's still seem, there, there seems to be like a pump and a retraction at the same time, which I find really weird. It would take, this is a good one, it would take some combination of up to 28% decline in home prices, a more than 4% reduction in 30-year mortgage rates, or up to a 60% growth in median household incomes to bring home affordability back to its 25-year average. Can you just explain that to, to our Australian listeners who don't understand the difference between interest rates uh, on mortgages in the US compared to Australia? Yeah, so they've, got, they've actually got a very interesting... Uh, technique that they use. So in Australia, if you pay, you you basically you have a choice of variable and a fixed rate. And when and it's only variable or fixed for a preset amount of time that you agree with the bank. And as long as you make those payments, everything's fine. They never come talk to you. Okay. So the value of your property is a, is only relevant when you get the loan originally. Yeah. Okay. If you pay cash, it doesn't matter what you pay. Yep. In America, there are the same options, fixed and variable. But you can fix your loan for the entirety of the loan. So you mm. could you could do a 30-year fixed loan. So anyone that bought a house in like 2019, 2020 could have got a home loan at I've seen for as low as 0.9% fixed, fixed for 30 years. 30 years. Fixed yeah. for 30 years. <clears throat> there is a bit of like yeah. a I noticed there's guys trying to like hack into that by instead of buying the house, taking over the loan. Yeah, I get you. Yeah. Um, now, the but the other big difference is if the house does not book, as in the value is lower than what you owe on it, you can get margin called by the bank. Right. Okay. So let's say you had a house for $500,000. Okay. We used to use the $300,000 as an example. I just used five hundred. Let's use a million dollars as an yeah. example because that's closer to the point. So if you had a million dollar house and you had a million dollar mortgage you start to get into a little bit of trouble. If your house is now valued at $900,000, the bank in America has the right to come to you and say, you need to cut me a check for $100,000. Yeah. So we have something similar here, I guess, with lenders mortgage insurance. If you have less than 20% equity in the property before you start, uh, they'll charge you, you know, some stupid insurance. You have to pay for insurance to protect the bank if you go under. Yeah, so it's crazy. But yeah, yeah in America, so where this is why one of the reasons why I think we follow, we do, we're, we're never leading the way. We're, we're buffeted somewhat. Yeah. But if you think that these, if in America, if um, when this turns bad and all these people tip out, then people have, people in Australia start to feel negative about the property market. Like, we, like all this, uh, that's when you're going to start to feel the effects in Australia. Right. So there could be a big collapse. People could lose their... What does they lose their homes? 
it's primarily uh, invest investors that are losing their place mm-hmm. in America. Um, but it'll hit them first, and then six months later, it hits us. Yep. That's kind of how it works. That's about how it's worked over history. All right, the next thing. The average American buyer faces one of the most unaffordable housing markets where the first-home buyers would need to earn as much as $90,000 in 2022. Now housing prices sit at almost four-decade high unaffordable level. So if these are still... Bit, now, I ha- I've had multiple conversations this week with people that are hyper... Like, these are the people that I ring to have conversations with about these things. So we are in, in tune with these markets. Mm-hmm. And one of them in particular fell for all the same rhetoric, which is basically fear of missing out. Oh, right. we're thinking about, you know, the rent money's dead money. The, our rent's just gone up $150 a week. Yep. I think we're going to have to go buy a place. Um, you know, uh, uh, the, there's some properties that kind of look, you know, kind of all right. They've only gone up by $300,000 in the last 12 months. And, and I'm like, dude, that's exactly where the whole zeitgeist is right now. That's where That's right. the whole conscious level is now. People just thinking, I need to get in, I need to get in, I need yep. to get in. Now, I'm, the reason why I know this is because that was exactly my feeling in 2008. Mm. Exactly. I chased a place. I had, I had at the time, $300,000 pre-approval. And I chased properties up to $335,000. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also dropped it. Like, not a, that doesn't sound like a lot of money indifference between 300 and 335 but i could have got like a four bedroom dual story house with a pool at the time in a better suburb and yeah. i ended up copying a three bedroom duplex in a shitter suburb mm. for more money yeah it feels very much like that so I, I i'm still now maybe i'm not giving it enough time to kick in and i'm getting a bit anxious because you know, it's like that meme with the stick, you know, do something, come on, do something. Like I want to yeah, see the yeah. market do something and it hasn't done anything yet. But the fact that I'm, I'm not talking to anyone that's, that's struggling with money at the moment. That That's, that's the crazy thing. People are like, oh, it's all right. You know, I'll, I'll pay for this. I'll pay for that. I saw some crazy stat that Apple AirPods, the product, did you, did I send you this one? No. Apple AirPods, if it was his own country, uh, sorry, if, if AirPods were the, their own company, it's like the fifth highest revenue tech company or, or tech product company in the world. Yeah, wow. Like Asus, Asus who makes a whole suite of things, massive Japanese company. Mm-hmm. It's like one level behind Asus, just Jesus. AirPods. So the fact that they're, they're, people are just buying $500 headphones like an ain't no thing but a chicken wing. Mm. I was listening to something today about Apple too. They, they might find themselves in a little bit of trouble soon because uh, they are forecasting that their next iPhone, which is about to drop, is going to be the most expensive iPhone ever released. Yep. Because at the moment, Apple is trying to move the a decent-sized percentage of its manufacturing out of China and into India. Now, meanwhile, as retaliation, China has just done sort of what we did over here with a TikTok ban for government employees. Yep. They banned Apple phones for any Chinese government employee, yep. which... Which obviously, uh, as as Apple starts to a have less profitability in China because you know there's a lot of government employees in China, uh, but also as they start to move things to India, which is a up and coming and should be a cheaper marketplace for them to manufacture in. Yeah, it's it'll be interesting to see how that Chinese connection plays out in the coming. I don't think it's going to matter. You don't I think if it, no no look. It, 
they've wiped it, it's, it's on, written on here, $190 billion off their market cap due to the news. Yeah. But right. the iPhone 15 comes out next week or the week after. Yep. It'll recover. I mean, the 14 sold less, they sold less 14s than they were ever expecting. Actually, no, I'll take that back. It might be a slowdown. There definitely might be a slowdown. But Apple's been one of the best performing companies for the last 10, 15 years. Like, it's yeah. crazy how good they've gone. Ever since ever since the uh, iPod came out. Um, I, think, I think the places to look for a lot of the slowdown metrics is in, I guess, non-essential services. Like me, for example, I have a, a client who only do their, their hedges once a month and unfortunately they just basically said due to cost of living they can no longer afford for me to do it so they're going to do it themselves um, a lot of those non-essential services are one of the first things that goes out the door people still want the stuff people still want the iphone and yeah. the ipods and i mean look me personally i'm i don't know what i would do without my airpods now i literally use them the majority of the day every day um so if i was in a situation where i had to go and buy a new set of airpods because they broke or something like that i would probably do that but i would go without something else well i'm a, i mean i'm a tech fiend i'm buying the new pixel when it comes out but this is the first time in a long time and it, uh, this is the first time in a long time where I, I, I usually buy like a new phone every eight to 12 months yep because I'm, I'm into tech uh, focus your camera sort of put your hand on it and and then bring your hand back and then yeah yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. um but I've been so unimpressed with the technology that's come out. Like it's. Uh, Do you think a bit of that is like shrinkflation? Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Totally. 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 So I, I haven't. But the, the Pixel Eight should be. So I've got currently got a six Pro, mm-hmm. Pixel Six Pro, which has been a great phone. Great phone. Um, but like the latest Samsung stuff. Uh, yeah. Uh, I had an iPhone iPhone Thirteen Pro, and I was very underwhelmed with that. But in the headphone game, I've been finding these companies in China, man, that sell, like, the best stuff. Those edifiers I've got, I paid $100 for them. They're bone conducting, so it's got the best phone call quality. Mm-hmm. Now, you can't get them anymore. So I tried to buy two sets because they're, they're, they're that good. Um, they look they, they look like Apple knockoffs, but the yep. old earbuds, like the old... Uh, they look like the uh, electric toothbrush... Yeah, style. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I, I bought the Pixel Buds. They sucked. I bought the Samsung Buds Two, and mm-hmm. they sucked. I've just been so unimpressed. So unimpressed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But um, it's interesting. I haven't had as much. I haven't witnessed the slowdown that I wanted to. And I spoke to an older guy, like. And, and, and he's a very smart, very smart cat. And I said, oh, tell me what you think about, you know, the state of the economy. And he goes, well, I'll tell you this much. I've converted all my superannuation to cash because I'm just waiting for the opportunity to come up. Mm. Yeah. I was like, well, okay, that's really interesting. And, that's the and then he also told me too, he said his businesses, his, even his, so he had commercial real estate in 2019. Mm-hmm. And he goes, it was so bad. Like people don't, people forget how bad 2019 was in, in terms of the economy. He goes, um, it was so bad that the bank was going to come and margin call me. Because on commercial property, unlike the example I gave with uh, residential property, you don't have the protections of commercial property. So if you have a commercial loan on a commercial property, then if the value of the commercial property drops, the bank can ask you for a check. And that happened a lot in the GFC. The banks just went out collecting. Yeah. Yeah. But um, 
something I heard during the week, and we've spoken about it. We tried to. I looked after you looked, and I couldn't find anything either. But I heard rumours, and I've had like another confirmation that there are some people out there still receiving JobKeeper. Yeah, I, I, I must admit, I haven't had a time like time to actually do any more digging myself. But yeah, like you said, it seems. It, it seems to at least well, at least we can confirm that it's like a couple of government workers so far. Yeah. And yeah, but I, I don't know. Maybe there is some still some more of that free funny money flowing around the economy. But to me, there has to be. To me, there has to be. To me, there has to be. The only reason why people... Sp- okay, sorry. Let me clarify. The fact that corporate profits up would make me think that at least they're employing people. Therefore, people would be getting good hours, maybe some pay rises and maybe have some more money, although I would have said inflation would have removed any benefit. Yeah, and, and I also think, you know, we've seen the downturn in the amount of employees that, like, your Coles and your Woolies actually employ over the last three years because pretty much the majority of their staff have been replaced by self-checkout machines. Yes, yes. I also think, too, that it's it's a little bit difficult to assess when or if a downturn's going to come because there are segments of the economy that are doing really, really well. If you had money in the bank before all of this stuff, you were doing better than you were 12 months ago. You were getting, yeah. like, if you're a boomer sitting on, you know, a million bucks in your bank account, you're getting 4% more interest on that money than you were a year ago. I remember having this conversation with someone in 2019. He was, he was showing off about how he told his son, best thing you can do is pay your mortgage off. So put all the cash you got, put on your mortgage. I'm like, dude, your mortgage is like 3.5%. Hmm. Like you'd, you'd make five or six percent in a term deposit. Yeah. So you could put the same amount of money back into the end, having income. So that's yeah, like right. that was done. But now it's starting to, it's definitely starting to flip. Yeah. So look, a lot of those, a lot of people who are in that situation, they aren't changing their spending. If anything, they're probably increasing it because they've actually got more money to play with. Yeah. There was another metric which was about credit card uh, debt in America mm-hmm. and that. Uh, that household credit card debt's just hit a trillion dollars in America. A trillion dollars. Now, that figure doesn't matter as much when you take into the fact that the dollar is worth less. So, okay, yeah, so, yeah, I get the, you. so the yeah, so the debt's inflated. Yeah. But the money has deflated, therefore it could you know, although the number's large, it's yeah. probably not as bad as what, what we think. But it was more about what the individual, like the average individual debt was. I can't find it now. But it was it's basically it was like the second highest in in history. Yeah. Which which means there's that lag, right? So you have real earnings disappear, or inflation taking a chunk of anyone's earnings. Mm-hmm. Then you move it to credit because people start to live off credit cards. Then uh, the next step after that, okay, they default on the credit. They, they that's when you start to deflate because you stop spending, and yep. if anything, there's people defaulting on loans. Yeah. So I don't think we're not at the default section yet. The default rate was still very low. I was very surprised. It's, it was like three percent, which is like really normal. Like, yeah. Like that's yep. like a really really like. Is that an Australian healthy. figure or an American figure? American figure. Right. American figure. Um, now again, their attitudes towards credit are a little bit different to ours, but yep. but. I think it's a pretty good indicator to keep an eye on. For sure. And I think traditionally Australians have always been fairly good bill payers as well. So we tend to keep up with our, you know, our credit arrangements and go without other things. So that's why I think, yeah, if you're looking at metrics in the market, you'd be looking at intangibles, uh, 
non wanted, non uh, essential luxuries is probably the. I wanted to show this too. This this uh, doesn't mean as much now as what it did when I first checked it because it's it's a moving needle. But basically, I wanted to find you know how I've showed I've shown a Bitcoin fear and greed index in yep. the past, and I'll, it's to get a gauge of like in greed mode. It means everyone's just buying without thinking about it. So I tried to find if there was a real estate version and there isn't, but I did find, I found this, it's called um, adalytica.io. Mm-hmm. Now, I'll, show, I'll put it on the screen. It shows, so it's got a little, it's got a little um, uh, wheel here mm-hmm. and it's showing, and so this is the real estate fear. Can and you zoom index. in a little bit more? not going to format yeah that's it perfect okay so i think the way that this gathers the data is that it checks for articles engages the like it uses ai to say is this a positive or negative article right okay which is is it could be arguably it's a great way of finding out uh what the go is but when i check this last now, this Monday, gone, so it's currently Friday. Yep. I checked it on Monday. It was very far into the greed. It was like a 90 out of 100. Today, it's 49, so it's right in the neutral. But it's got this other wheel here, which is the uh, awareness. And the awareness mm-hmm. means like how many articles there were. So it's very low. Right. So th- that's not very accurate. The only problem is it doesn't show you, at least not on this version, it doesn't give you like a graph to say... Yeah, to follow yeah, where, trends. Where yeah, yeah. Yeah. But if I had to guess, I would say that it was probably it's probably only low because we're not talking about it, which is something that I've said about Australian the Australian economy is that we are so obsessed with property price, we won't spook the market about property because we can't afford to. We need everyone to feel good about property. Yes. Yeah. So anyway, that's my nerdy rant on the um on the economy just, still... just in regards just a quick point on that property thing too I, I remember I've spoken about it on the pod before but I remember hearing something about how uh, inflating property prices is kind of one of the cheap tricks that the government's done for years to make it look like Australians are wealthy because yeah. they include it into your net wealth so if your house is worth a million bucks well you must you're a rich person right doesn't matter same as, same as upping your um, compulsory superannuation yeah 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 you become a rich person so yeah, look, it is it is interesting, and I just think that I don't really. I'm I'm sort of with you. I don't really see a point when we're going to go really bad into like a recession or or a full economic downturn. I just don't see it happening. I think we are fairly um, fairly insulated from it, and a lot of the things that were putting people into bad positions, you know, in the last two years, things like mandates and stuff like that, when people had to walk away from jobs. Um, a lot of those things are starting to be removed from the marketplace. There's actually more opportunity now than there was for a lot of people during those times. Um, a lot of that government money that was given out to people, and like you're saying, JobKeeper might still be for certain people. A lot of that's gone, but I haven't... Stop tapping. Sorry, I haven't noticed, again, in the marketplace, a massive downturn because that money's not there. So that tells me that people have gone back to work and have found that money elsewhere. Well, so this this guy that I spoke to, and again, he's a lot older than me, so he's got more experience behind it. Very, 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 um, like, 
activated in that space. And he said something that I had not considered before because I was very much doom and gloom. I was going to wait for it to explode. Yeah. But he, but he did say, you, depending on who's in government and how how smart they are, you can have a soft landing. And I know they've yep. spoken about soft landing. I thought that's just something that they can say to give some confidence in the market. But he's like, you can have a bubble doesn't necessarily have to burst. The bubble can shrink. Yeah. Yep. And look, it could be a sign of that. Look, a anarchist part of my psyche just wants the whole thing to burn down. I'd really like to see. So you can start again. Yeah, and just like some big lessons learned from from people. We don't learn lessons that. though. Yeah, we don't. You know, we're yeah. literally talking about where we're at pre-GFC. Like, we don't learn the lessons. Um, that is true. And That is true. Like, I, I'm sort of the same as you, where, like, it would be nice to see it, but I think that just comes from probably our mentality on life. We're cause and effect people. Like, normally, if, some, if someone does something, then something's supposed to happen from that thing. Yeah. So when you just see all this cause and zero effect, you're like, the fuck? This doesn't make sense this isn't like that's exactly how i feel yeah yeah and yeah that's the sentiment that i've got and it's with everything right like it's with the accountability for all the people from covid and stuff like there's a massive amount of cause in the last three years let's see some effect and it's like "Mm, we're not actually really seeing it well i told you the whole way through you're not going to get what you want yeah no way no way these guys again these guys and girls are just getting these sweetheart deals Mm. You know, our mate, our mate, uh, what's the, um, Joyce. Alan Joyce. Alan Joyce, he, he just quit early. Yeah, hey, just left two months early. Yeah, I just retired two months early. Must have seen Fuck the show it. two weeks ago. Yeah. And, um, yeah. And did you notice too that Qantas put in a female CEO so she can enjoy the glass waterfall? The glass waterfall. A friend of mine said this during the week and it kind of hit me and he's not activated in this space, but he said, it feels like it's more corrupt than ever and that they they care so little they're happy to tell you about it yeah which is new yeah and yeah. i don't know if that's if that's an if that's an internet thing the fact that we can go in in a couple swipes we can go and see like we can do more research than we've ever been able to For do now. before yeah but but oh okay on that note you know how we talked about rmit getting sacked mm-hmm. fact labs have you seen the new fact checks no they're all in Spanish. <laughs> so I can't even read what the fact checks are. So it gives you the fact check in English. So it wow. gives you the warning in English. But then you click on it and it's the articles in Spanish. And I was like, oh, that's a, that's a novel. That'd be cheaper than 800 bucks per fact check. See, see. <laughs> um, that just reminded me. Muchos sensoros. Yeah. Well, it actually just reminded me too of, so there was a, brief, a bit of an update on the, um, doctors suing the fda in america about their ivermectin messaging mm-hmm. and essentially where the court case got to was the doctors were proven correct that the fda so just to make everyone aware of it the fda actually has no power to mandate anything in the united states mm-hmm. uh, they can give advice but they can't tell anyone especially a medical professional what to do they have no no standing to do that so it had gotten to the point where the judge agreed with the plaintiffs, being the doctors, that the FDA overstepped its mark to uh, basically pressure not only doctors, but the key one was pharmacists. So a lot of doctors were still prescribing it. Pharmacists were refusing to um, fill the prescriptions. That was a big thing that happened in the States. So 
Judge agreed, FDA overstepped its mark, and then the FDA pulled out its trump card and said, oh, yeah, but we've got sovereign immunity, so anything we say doesn't matter. Now, that was supposed to be where the court case was ending. But the judge did actually side with the plaintiffs that the FDA, FDA had so egregiously overstepped the mark, they're actually agreeing to let the court case continue. And I think, I think from now, what the big key thing is, I believe this was all pre the discovery stage. So now if it continues, well now, how much information are the, these doctors going to be able to get from like, you know, FDA members' emails? They won't let it get to discovery. They won't. Well, this is, this is where it's supposed to be up to. Yeah, yeah. I bet you that doesn't happen. If I had to wager, they, you know, and if only if there was a way that we could, you know, keep track of these wages. Yeah, that'd be nice, wouldn't it? Did you see the Craig Kelly posted a video with um, McCullough? No. Did we know? I don't think we knew this. Did we know that Clive Palmer got had he ordered, went overseas and found stockpiles of ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine for the whole country? And then the Australian government destroyed it. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, no, we we've spoken about it on the show, but that I don't remember that. Yeah, that was oh, that was super early into the pandemic because this was pre vaccines, because this was twenty like mid twenty twenty. Because I remember like I remember speaking about it on the show that there was an Australian scientist. And I can't no wonder why there was a shortage of it. Oh, we're gonna run out. Yeah, you yeah. fucking burnt it. You set on fire. Yeah. yeah. Um. Yeah, there was an Australian scientist that had come up with. I can't remember the name. I should have to go back and have a look, but came up with, with that protocol, which was like ivermectin slash hydroxychloroquine with zinc, doxycycline, all the, all the the things that ended up being used in Uttar Pradesh to yeah. you know, cure everyone of COVID. Um, and that was like mid-2020 that that had came out. And it was around that point, which, yeah, Clive Palmer actually sent, he sent people out all over the world trying to secure stockpiles of hydroxychloroquine and ivermectin for the country like not for him for the country and the australian government incinerated it yeah that's wild he'll get his money back you know just like this court case of him versus uh the wa premier Uh, yeah mark mcgowan yeah yeah he'll win that too didn't we have another did we have another um retirement this week what, as in like a, a medical... A politician? No, a politician. What, there's some chick, she was... Uh, oh, I saw it today. Is it Maurice Payne? Uh, I don't know. Oh, that's weird. Oh, no, 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 okay. That's not their fault. Yeah, Liberal Senator from New South Wales based in Parramatta. Uh, 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 uh. So she was the one she copped. Here, I'll pull, I'll pull it up. Was she not the one that copped heat over the Higgins? No, I don't think no. so. That was Linda Reynolds. Yeah, no, no, she, so she was the, that's the blonde lady, right? Oh, no, this is the one that was teeing off about it. She was right. the one that triggered it. Yeah, okay. Um, Anyway, okay, so maybe that's not as big as what, what I... Uh, yeah, I, I don't think she's really a significant player. Like, when any politician... Well, who's next? Who's next? Who, like, so who who was a flag-flying uh, COVID... Well, okay, we want to see where Joyce ends up because he'll probably... He, look, he could retire. I think... What's he leaving with? $150 million or something insane. Something like that. 
and, and but he'll he'll end up on some board for BlackRock. Right? Oh, of, of course he will. But he'll he'll end up. I reckon he'll end up somewhere international. He'll go overseas. We for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I hope he I hope he gets rinsed on his. I hope they cancel his flight. Yeah. Well, funnily that you mentioned like politicians and where they end up. I can't remember if we spoke about it, but Mark McGowan has ended up working with a mining lobbying company. Uh, which is the same as Michael Gunner, the ex-Northern Territory Chief Minister. He's He's gone to do the same thing. So those guys are going to get paid their <laughs> their, uh, their dollars. I love that. I, I can't remember who, what case it was in regards to, but it might have been the Arthur's and... Uh, anyway, I can't recall. But they'd spoken to someone about... So you're allowed to go and do that. There's there's mm. no law against leaving government yep. and going into lobbying, but there is a law against using anything you've known from the government yeah. in that role. Yeah, And it's like everyone's going, oh, I've completely... It's like they've flashed themselves with the MIB. Yeah, thing. exactly. <laughs> well, I don't know who you politician. Well, I mean, Daniel Andrews has never admit, like left office, but he can't recall anything that he has said in the past or that's has true. about. So That's smart. That's or right. Smart they man. must have them. Um, let's just look through quickly to the last story. So I noticed this. Um, it's it's basically about government transparency and accountability. So you guys might remember from the last federal election that Labor literally ran on a platform of transparency and accountability. They're talking about how they're going to make a federal ICAC. They're talking about how um, the Scott Morrison government's usage of the uh national cabinet meetings and the secrecy around those like that that's unconstitutional which it is and that we're going to be disbanded like there was all these things about transparency and trust and what has happened since then is i guess the things that were promised during the election which is things like the national icac i don't think that's actually up and running yet uh the reduction of power bills by 275 dollars a year well that hasn't happened no, yeah. it's a it's a negative it's a negative reduction, which is a positive. Yeah, and it's also a percentage. Yeah. Um, and anyway, so I thought this was really interesting. So the article here, uh, this was from the fifth of September, and it's Penny Wong falls for Senate trap and admits. This is in the UK, by the way. Yeah, this is a UK Daily Mail. So this is how far you have to go to actually get real news in Australia. Uh, uh, yeah, and admits to a sinister problem with the Labor government and how Anthony Albanese's record is worse than Scott Morrison's already. Twice as secret is the quote. So it says, when little-known Senator Ralph Babette, who is a United Australia Party senator from Victoria, uh, jumped to his feet on Tuesday to raise concerns about the transparency of Scott Morrison's government, there was a split second of silence as his colleagues pondered his question. The question was directed at Foreign Affairs Minister Penny Wong, who represents the Prime Minister in the Senate. The United Australia Party Senator asked her, Now, Minister, the former Morrison government, this mob over here, honoured an appallingly low rate of just 48.7% of Senate order for production of document requests. How terrible. Does the Minister believe that the former Morrison government was a transparent government? Because I don't think they were. She rose to her feet as those behind her appeared perplexed. Some even grumbled about the failings of the previous government. Then Liberal Senator Michaeli Cash stated the obvious, beware the supplementary questions. The government is under increased pressure to be more transparent amid further questions about the decision to block Qatar Airways from having more access to Australia. The decision is said to have cost Australian travellers up to 40% on their airfares. But Penny Wong has been in Parliament for 21 years and her guard was up. 
In quotes, I'm going to anticipate your next question. I'm someone who has been here for a quite a long time. I've never seen as many uh, orders for the production of documents used as indiscriminately as the opposition are using them, she said. I don't believe any fair-minded person looking at Mr. Morrison's secret ministries or the robo-debt tragedy would think the standards of transparency were sufficient. We remember what Mr. Morrison was like and the lack of accountability, even to his own colleagues when he took their jobs from them. Mr. Babette said she obviously knew where he was going, uh, this not being your first rodeo. Your government is at 20.4%, twice as secretive as Scott Morrison's government. <laughs> so well played by, by Ralph Babette, right? Uh, That's what I've wanted to see yeah. in all of, like, in Parliament. That's the stuff that I want to see. Like, and, and look, it's a sales technique. You get people to fall on their own swords. So if the people aren't going to listen, yep. you get them to uh, make themselves look stupid. For sure. He's a real estate agent, so he's experienced. Oh, there you go. There you yeah. go. Go the land rat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. And he talks like one too. Like, he sounds like yeah. an absolute wanker, but I appreciate yeah, yeah, what yeah. he's doing. But I just wanted to bring that up. We don't have to read the rest of it, but just to, just to go, like, just to put it out there. So... The opposition, so this isn't like members of the public putting in freedom of information requests or anything like that. This is the opposition party in government trying to put in orders to produce documents and the current government is only honouring 20% of them. So 80% of the documents that the opposition, who are supposed to hold government to account, that's how our system works, that's why you have an opposition, 80% of the documents they request are declined. It is wild to me. But I, I think this is the new phenomenon that, and I, it feels more new than it did before. I know this happened before, but it just feels more severe now, which is just say, just say the right thing mm. and do the wrong thing and no one cares. That's right. Yep. Because, because no one's going to check. We've already established, and COVID was a perfect example. You can just say stuff Yep, and it is now true, and it, 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 people will defend it, knowing nothing. That's right. So they have they have no statistical or informational basis for defending it. They just heard it being said, so they defend it. Yep. And a really good example of this is in those recent um, Senate hearings where the Australian senators were able to question members of Pfizer, Moderna, and the TGA. Um, I'd been paying attention because there was a lot of questions asked, particularly about like how the vaccine causes myocarditis that were t- ended up being taken on notice and they were supposed to supply answers by the 17th of August. No answers. Yeah, they, like they sent not. some stuff through, which is again, the same waffle, but yeah. no actual answers. So they just go, yeah, we'll take that on notice. We'll take that on notice. And then they just never front up the information and the world moves on and, and they get away with it. But it's just wild. Like to think that in... 2023 in Australia, where we've got the voice referendum that's they've now set a date for, the 14th of October. So watch for the uh, marketing to get really rancid over the next month. But the whole idea of the voice to parliament is to take a disaffected uh, group and to give them a voice in our democracy. That's like the sales pitch, right? It's like, you know, we need to atone for the sins of the past by giving them this thing which will help them into the future and, and having a voice matters. And we know that um, when you consult with people, you generally get better outcomes for them. Mm. And meanwhile, our government is only honouring 20% of document requests. 
is yeah. spending hundreds of thousands of dollars worth of taxpayer money to decline freedom of information requests from the public is actively trying to put in a mis and disinformation bill to censor your freedom of speech online which as you said before the internet is the only reason why we can actually find out what the truth is because you can actually get multiple different points of view sometimes you can get direct evidence too on the internet right if that gets taken away well then what have you got left it's big brother and that's it it's it's insidious this is something that we've warned about uh literally since we started talking about COVID, like particularly the end of 2020, we started being very concerned about the encroachment of, you know, digital identities. Like the, the original, if you, if I uh, can bring your memory back to then, the original COVID tracker app, which later on turned into the um, vaccine mandate, like the vaccine app, the original COVID tracker app had your status as to whether or not you had COVID. So the idea of it was you'd go and get a COVID test and it would come up as negative. You'd get a green mark. And then in like two weeks time or something like that, you would get a, an, an amber one saying you need to go back and get another test. At least that was telling you like whether or not you had the virus. What did that turn into? Oh, well, now we've got these vaccine passports so you can participate in the vaccinated economy because you're a good little boy. And then it turned into, oh, well, now you've got to keep up with the, the regime because it's not just the two original shots that we told you. It's the boosters now. And you must keep taking your doses. Otherwise, you lose your access to the vaccinated economy. And then now you've literally got politicians just completely gaslighting people saying, oh, no, but people made their own decisions. Oh, no, there was no vaccine mandate. I was, I was people made their own decisions. Like a, a, an analogy. Is it the same as like, is like paying your tax choice i mean technically it is a choice because i don't have to do it it just means i go to jail yeah the issue is that everything all of these things are choices no matter what side you're on except one side has a monopoly on violence and that's the government the government is the only entity in the country that is allowed to perpetrate violence on someone else and get away with it oh can we can i play the clip that i'd send your mate Sean Strickland. Oh, yeah. So he. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I'll give you a bit of a lead in. So Sean Strickland is a UFC fighter. He's a very polarizing figure uh, in the UFC. He's an American. He's very outspoken on many different things. Uh, A lot of his views people don't actually like. Um, He's got very strong views on things like you know trans ideology manhood masculinity all those sorts of things which are basically he's on the polar opposite side of of the position that's in vogue at the moment on all of these things but i thought this was very very interesting too so at the moment this weekend there is a ufc card on that he's head headlining fighting israel adesanya for the uh, middleweight title and at a press conference he brought up this it must be talked about you guys did throw a pregnant woman in jail over a Facebook post during COVID. That must be talked about. Shame on you guys. How do you feel about that? Yeah, how do you feel about that? Which woman was this? You, how do you, it was all over the news, man. How do you not know that? A pregnant woman has been charged with incitement after police raided her Ballarat home. The 28-year-old live-streamed her arrest on Facebook. 
after allegedly encouraging friends to attend a lockdown protest. Here's the thing, Australia. I would like you guys so much better if you had a freedom of speech. So if you could, uh, if you could go ahead and, and make a freedom of speech like the greatest country in the world, we would get along better. I mean, how is that not standard with you guys? How do you not have a freedom of speech? You have a government could say, if you say something we don't like, we will throw you in prison. Like, how the fuck do you rationalize that? Are you confusing us with Russia or something? No, I'm con- no, I'm not. I, I'm saying that there is a pregnant woman. Just you- on that note, have you seen? Have you seen? Um, what's the trigonometry uh, comedian? Um, not <sighs> what's his name. Um, Constantine. Yeah, Constantine Kissin. Yeah. Kissin, yep. Yeah. So he was on. He was on a podcast with an ex-Australian politician, and he said, uh, "Do you know how many? So three thousand people went to prison for." No, no, it was like 300 people went to prison for saying stuff online. Yeah. Um, guess what country it was? And they told me, he goes, oh, it was Russia. And he goes, 3,800 people went to prison for things that they said on another country. Guess the country. And it, he's like, oh, tell me, the UK. Mm. So the censorship's getting really, really bad in the UK at the moment. They're like one of the worst for it. There's a lot of, like, uh, he talks a lot about the Fringe Festival which literally is called the Fringe Festival. It's supposed to be for comedians who live on the fringes. We have that here. It's wild. I've been there a few times in Adelaide. Rocks. Yeah, but the Fringe Festival has actually banned... What was the most recent one? I know those guys got their slots taken, the trigonometry guys. They got their slots taken away because of their views on... I don't know, whatever the thing was. But it was... I can't remember. There's a comedian who was the creator of some TV show which I, I should remember it because it was a funny show. I remember it being funny. But he had basically just made a comment about how he doesn't think that biological men should go into female spaces. And the Fringe Festival has removed him because he's a bigot and it's hate speech and blah, 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 blah. So, like, but it's wild. Like, I literally had a, a friend send me a, a reel today on Instagram and it's an ad for, I don't know, some product, but basically it's about holding people accountable for what they say online and so they show up at this guy's house they knock on the front door and they're like hey uh on facebook on whatever the date was you posted that uh there was a boxer the boxer staying down after a body punch is the weakest thing ever no way that would ever be me do you stand by those statements (laughs) and then he's like yeah yeah i do and then they had um joseph parker who's a kiwi born boxer come out and body punch him and he goes down it's it's a funny (laughs) joke right yeah but it's not a joke anymore yeah because the only difference is it's not a boxer who rocks up at your house it's literally the police yeah like that happened in covid that that woman was arrested for just advertising that there was a lockdown protest on on her facebook she didn't even go she was at home they arrested her and worse still so this is something that sean strickland can talk about or maybe one of these soy boy reporters can ask him about i was really um really disgusted embarrassed. yeah embarrassed by the one who shoots back like oh you are you like mistaken us for russia like dude do you like shut up <laughs> like yeah. just just shut up soy boy um but this is something that came out this week too. So one of the members of the Proud Boys in America just got convicted and sentenced for incitement. This is over the January 6th insurrection in quotation marks, which it I'm not calling it an insurrection. A lot of the footage made it look like a tour. But anyway. Yeah, yeah. This is how wild this is. So this guy is one of the, like the leaders of the Proud Boys and 
So Proud Boys, if, if anyone who doesn't know, the Proud Boys are basically the opposite of Antifa. They're like the right-wing uh, vigilante group, I guess was, mm. is the best way to call them. Whereas Antifa is the left-wing vigilante group. And so the leader of the Proud Boys has been in court for however many months, charged with incitement for putting posts up telling people to go to the January 6th riots. Or January 6th insurrection. He didn't even go. He wasn't there. He just right. put posts up. So he's been charged with like incitement of a riot, I, I believe is what the charge is. He's just been convicted. And guess how long he's going to prison for? How long? 22 years. Wow. The The prosecutors tried to get 33 years, which 33 is the magic number, so you know it's an op. Mm. But after negotiating, they got it. So he 22 years in prison just for telling people to go to the Capitol on January 6th. Like, that's a scary thought. Because, when, crazy, again, dude. when you've got these things like these mis- and disinformation bills, so it might not even be about COVID or vaccines or the Ukraine war or whatever. It might literally be about you being targeted by the state and mm. not being able to tell your story. Well, especially too now that the Australian government is able to hijack your... Uh, your, your social media or your friend's social media to and then interact as you that's right they can literally entrap you now and then if that yeah. missing disinformation bill gets through well any post that you put up will be classed as misinformation so it'll be removed so you can't even defend yourself did you see the uh, do men menstruate google thing Mm-mm. if you google it I'll, I'll google it on my phone yeah Unless you want to Google and bring it up. Well, I, I don't even have Google on here. I've got... Um, uh, I use DuckDuckGo and Brave. I don't even have it connected. But I did do the exercise this morning. Do men... Menstruate. Let me... Um, I'll read the one that I have. So, am I going off the like suggested... Yeah, yeah. First one. What is it? So it says... Oh, yeah. So it says, do men menstruate? Do men's have period? Is the second one. Can men have periods? How does a man menstruate? Do periods stop with menopause? Those are the top five that I got. So what? what's the first article? And who's it by? Oh, I'll just... Uh, menstruation is the first article from transhub.org.au. Yeah, and what, what does that article say? Uh menstruation doesn't change anything about your gender it's just a thing that some bodies do uh many people trans and cis hold on i'll go i'll actually go to the page well okay i'll tell you what mine says so i wrote can men menstruate Mm -hmm. and and i'll i'll show it it's yep right and it says having a period is not a feminine thing and people of all genders menstruate including non-binary people agenda agender people with even plenty of men menstruation doesn't change anything about your gender it's just the thing that some bodies do so yeah so that's... but to be fair it is called menstruation and not woo menstruation yeah yeah now to all rational minded human beings they know that's bullshit but don't you think it's wild that when you google search that transhub.org.au is the first thing that comes up on minus the first three articles the yeah. first three, which means someone's paying to have those AdWords there. Or it's, now, a, I, it's all just I a part you, about I, uh, supporting the agenda. 
yeah, I showed a young guy that today. And he goes, yeah, but everyone knows you can't, you know, like not everyone knows that. Like we, we say, it's common vernacular to say, Google it. Yeah. So if you were to Google that, you'd been given the wrong info. That's right. You're literally being being fed misinformation. Mm. But no one's no one's going to jail there. No one's getting edited, uh, like uh, deleted or censored there. Well, it'll end up being us for saying it, like speaking against it. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 wild. And this is where And on that note, I need to go to change my tampon. <laughs> just to finalize it, all I want to say is in the last few months in particular, we have mentioned many different things in regards to um, putting in submissions to signing on to um, what are they called? Oh, I can't even remember the words. Anyway, get involved in the democratic process because it matters. It's important. You are going to have a generation of kids growing up on the internet who are literally going to be fed misinformation their entire lives. Imagine that waking up to that when you're like the, the thing, the analogy I always use about like the whole trans debate is. If you go back on your, say, Facebook uh, page and you scroll right, right down to the bottom of your photos and you look at what you used to wear 15 years ago, some people cringe and they go, oh, can't believe I went through that phase. Can't believe I had a goth phase. Can't believe I, you know, uh, oh, I was a Spice Girl fan. Like, I can't believe that, you know, Scary Spice is my favorite. People go through phases. But at that time, the internet wasn't telling you the opposite of that thing is true. Now it is. Yeah. And it's a scary thought. Because, like, yeah. I've got kids. I lie to them every you're tapping. Day. You're tapping like Billy Elliot. When I've said to stop tapping, you've tapped like yeah. crazy. Okay, Are you so... a fucking typesetter? Yeah, maybe. Sorry about that, listeners. Um, but, like, it is... Honestly, it's wild. And so any time that we speak about things like putting in a submission against these mis- and disinformation bills, you just got to do it when we talk about trying to vote for minor parties who are actually standing up for Australian rights and values, you have to do it. Because otherwise, like, this thing is a fast-moving train going downhill in the wrong direction at the moment. And unless we actually try to change it, which will take work, it will take effort, it will take changing your behaviours, like getting away from your easy comfort zone behaviours and going doing something that you've probably never done before... It'll keep hurtling downhill, but we can stop it. We have the power to do so. This is how I've thought about it. And I spoke to some young guys about this because they very much are stuck in the, well, it just is what it is. But. Except if it's your gender, then it isn't what it is. Then when you zoom out in time, like these things change, right? And I guess the question is like my, my, thought process i wanted them to take on board is ask more questions dig a little deeper find out why are these decisions being made and for who and is it in service of us and stuff that you think is well that's you know it is because that's what the government says it is or Mm -hmm. or you know a particular body the laws change yeah laws change over time yeah i was really impressed uh this week i had a friend of mine on facebook just put a post up saying hey I really don't understand this voice referendum thing. Can someone explain it to me? That was so refreshing. Yeah. Like, when's the last time someone actually went out there and outed themselves in public, not thinking that they're an expert on anything, just to ask a question about something that is important that they're just not sure about? Like, I was so refreshed. I I saw at the Mark Norman comedy show, the head, the, um, the support act. 
he threw all this stuff out there and the silence was disgusting. Like, mm. you know, what do you think about blah? I can't remember what they were, but but everyone was like silent and he's like, you guys are pussies. Like you all know, you all have an opinion on it. Just no yeah, one's willing right. to say it. Yep. Yeah. 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 So look, we, we've got to stem the tide. It starts with you. It starts with your family. Mm. It starts with getting involved when you can. And let's make, let's be the difference we want to see in the world. Absolutely. And on that note, thanks for joining us, guys. We'll see you next week. Oh, bye.